we all need a little magic right now. This week, we're meeting Carlos Francisco to talk about his steps for corporate security excellence. Welcome to The Circuit Magazine, the number one source of information on protection matters, the industry-leading magazine for all security professionals who want to stay ahead of the game. Corporate security magic. Today, we're going to be talking with Carlos Francisco, the communicator, the translator of corporate security. Obviously, 21 years at Disney, now in another company, but what a wealth of experience. Elijah, we're talking about magic today, but does the corporate security community actually need magic? Well, I think if we're in this post-pandemic era, or I guess depending on how you want to define it, we might still be in a pandemic era, but every corporation is going to need a jumpstart. And there are going to be so many different changes as we adjust to the new normal that if somebody can sprinkle some magic on it to help us out uh, we, we look forward to that yeah because at the very least magic and enthusiasm and motivation that is tremendously welcome right now though you know we ourselves we've we've dealt with a lot of technical topics uh, you know recently we, we we've had our event that looked at uh, digital assets for the corporate protector uh, we've had a, a few panels on ai and automation but you know what a bit of magic wouldn't go amiss right now um what, what do you hope we can get out of our interview with uh, Carlos today? Well, one thing about Carlos, and I, this interview I'm sure will prove it, is that he's uh, not lacking for enthusiasm. So if he can share some of those sparks with us and get us revved up and get us going and get us looking at things a little bit different or a little bit more magical uh, in terms of how we can execute our security plans, I think that'd be welcome. Absolutely. Well, he's a great friend of the industry. He's connected to so many of you out there. And obviously, you'll, you'll hear that Disney flavor, uh, not trickling through, but uh, coming through loud and clear, I think. So let's, let's do it. Let's hear from Mr. Magic, Carlos Francisco, the corporate security translator. And now let's meet one of the contributors to the Circuit magazine. Welcome. We're here with Carlos Francisco, the corporate security magician. Uh, I'm here with Elijah Shaw. It's a pleasure to welcome you. How are you doing? Hey, uh, I'm really excited to be here. Thank you, uh, fellow Elijah, for having me and allowing me to kind of jump in and share a little bit of what I do. I'm doing awesome. Love it. All right. Well, let's do our three quick fire questions. Let's address a problem, maybe as you see it. What is your biggest gripe with the industry as it stands? Yeah. So, you know, I've been in this industry for a very long time. So about 25 years now. And I've realized that there's three basic things that I think we're, we're missing out in this industry, which is the culture, uh, leadership and some critical success modeling that I think we need to focus on. So um, if you don't mind, I'll break those down real quick for you and I'll make it as fast and concise as possible. Uh, so culturally, culturally, we have this this machismo style of culture. A lot of us come from law enforcement, military, emergency services and federal careers. And there's this machismo about how you approach. Now, the leadership style is also one of ordering instead of uh, being very customer centric or people centric or really focusing on the soft skills that you need in the corporate world. 
So I, I really focus on those things when we're talking about it. So today, if you start your company and then you sit the vice president along with you, the smallest or, or hourly person in the same room and you tell them, this is going to be our mission. We're going to do it together as a team. That starts a great culture. We're not doing those things today. We're very separate on how we work things. And I think I think that's a mistake, especially for, I believe, the, the contract guard force companies and, and the people that are receiving, you know, uh, the contract guard force companies myself in my role that I play today in dealing with the contract guard force. So culture is one of them. That was a quick one. Second one is leadership uh, and, and it's, it's soft skills. And I you always use the, uh, the, the the magic. Right. So here's the magic word. Leaders are not doing this today. And I think they should M for magic. It's mentor and motivate others. If, you, if you're not mentoring and motivating others, if that is not your principal thing that you do, not moving up in the company, not doing everything else for everybody else, mentoring and motivating others, call yourself a manager. You are not a leader. Go work somewhere else as a, as a receiver of that. I don't want it. I want mentors and, and people that are motivating folks every day to work for me, for them and everybody else. So that's M for magic. A, assign trust. Look, Micromanaging is not magical. Micro is not magical. Stop micromanaging people. Assign trust. Give the ability for people to do what they, what you know they're supposed to do. You know, we hire some amazing people from the military, law enforcement, emergency services, and federal careers, and then we block every movement that they make because we're either afraid as leaders, we don't know what to do as leaders, we don't want them to outshine me. They should be outshining you, and you should be giving them credit every single time when they outshine you. That's how leaders are made. That's called mentoring. Go back to the end. G guide by principle an, an example so you have to be out there you do it first i always talk about film you know this you do the job first a uh, quick story we have bag checks at disney where i came from and sometimes it would back up guess what the manager was on that line helping them bag check first before i asked for backup you do it first you see garbage on the floor the vice president of the disney company picks up garbage from the floor why can't you as a leader ever you do it first and then you ask for assistance I instill company values, sit the VP and that hourly person in a meeting together, talk about company values together. So everybody understands the mission from the beginning, the story, the line, everything from the beginning. Got to do it together from number one. And you cannot differentiate one against the other. Disney has this thing called traditions. That's where they sit everybody together. And when you first start working, it doesn't matter if it's your VP first day or your cash register on Main Street USA, little 16-year-old first day. You guys sit in the same room so you understand the mission together. We're not doing that today, and we should. And last is C, create a culture of openness, measure risk taken, and follow through. I can go on forever on those. That <laughs> is uh, basically the issues today with our industry, and we need to get better. we got to understand customer-centric first. The observer report comes. We know that. That's what we do. But 95% of our time, you can ask a police officer, you know, I used to watch cops and when I was a kid, I'm like, oh, I want to do that, that. 95% of the time, man, I didn't do any of that stuff. 95% of the time, we're customer service. We're customer service folks with a badge. That's all we are. You know? so, 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 Carlos, I love this. And the magic methodology, it's, it's, it's really inspiring. But where did your enthusiasm for this topic come from? I, I love to mentor and motivate. See, that's the first part of a leader. So that naturally comes from me. But I also want to make our industry better, which is the openness piece. I also want to assign trust to others. I want them to know as I lead and I talk about this, come and talk to me. 
if you're having a problem with your company, with what you're doing, I want to give people trust. And, and I want them to know that whatever you talk to me about, it's going to be safe, but we're going to make our industry better, right? Same thing with guiding by example. I live these things. I walk the talk and I, and I, and I what is it? The, the walk the walk and I talk the talk. So I've always believed in these things, fellow. And because I've always believed in it, I've been holding out, man. And I finally said, how do I, how do I make our industry better, more human, right? The human side of security instead of these machismo, uh, SWAT, special forces. Rah, rah, rah. We all work around those folks and we all know how amazing they are. But how do we bring the human aspect to it? I'm just passionate about that, man. And, and then what about the people who are not yet initiated? Beyond the magic framework, what, what should they know? Because obviously it'd be great if they knew the magic framework. But beyond that, what, what should the uninitiated understand? I think it's apples and oranges. And, um, you know, I, I usually talk about just corporate and, and maybe corporate security. Let me just bring it down to corporate security. So a lot of people believe that coming from the military, law enforcement, federal careers is an easy changeover into corporate. And it's honestly not. It's, it's an uphill learning curve that you, you better be open. You better be vulnerable. You better be able to, to lead by, not by truly example, but to be led while you're leading because you're gonna have to learn a lot from the folks that are under you. And the truth of the matter is, is that a lot of those folks don't come to corporate security with a security systems background. So there's a good chance that they don't know access control systems. There's a good chance they don't know intrusion detection systems. There's a good chance they don't know camera systems and camera, you know, from the analytics down to the software that's used. There's a good chance that they don't know standards of build policies and procedures because they're working with either federal, state, or some kind of international treaty law. You know, you might have led your team in that, but you don't know mitigation of keeping your company out of the lawyer's office. Because ultimately that's what we do. And we talked about this before, Fallon. Somebody ever asked me in an interview, what, what, what do you think your job is? My first answer would be, well, to keep us out of the lawyer's office. Yeah. Again, I always say I, I continue to answer the rest of the question, but it's not to, to protect. I understand that I am trying to mitigate those issues, and that's why I'm put in place, right? A lot of times I'm insurance. So a lot of people don't know that the reason why we have uh, security people out in the field and security access control systems is just a lot of it is insurance based. If something happens one day, we can say that we had insurance and it covers, and it's actually cheaper insurance. So they, a lot of those folks, and I love them dearly. Tell them you know this, man. I, I got the book coming out that, that when I deal with that side of the world, uh, so you want to get into corporate security is the book. I got to throw it out there. But um, the corporate security translator, that side of me, which is connected to magic, is bringing people to understand those little principles that you should know. And last and not least, soft skills. Soft skills. You know, the knife hand got to go away. The telling people what to do has to go away. The my way or the highway kind of has to go away. You can't order people anymore. That's just not how it works. Uh, being able to sit with a partner. You know, I, I work in the tech industry. And, and you, you have to figure out how to speak to a tech industry partner. It, it's, it's, it's magical. It almost has to be magical because you can't just... Tell them my data and, and, you know, this is how it's going to be or 
uh, I need money for this. Being able to sell to the higher ups what you're trying to do. If you need camera systems, access control systems, in a lot of those fields that I mentioned, the budget is there for you. As a matter of fact, all that crap gets done for you. But now you got to fight for your budget, understanding how to sell it, create a three, five, 10 year plan on return on investment. A lot of people have never done that. You know, I'll leave it at that. So I could go on forever. Yeah, go ahead. Now, now that was wonderful. So Carlos, one of the things that I'm just getting, you know, from the introduction on is one, your enthusiasm for the subject. But, but the second one is, you know, I can tell you're, you're very knowledgeable about the things that you're talking about. Some people have enthusiasm, but they don't have the knowledge. And some people have knowledge and they don't have the enthusiasm. So it's, it's putting those two things together that, that's impressive to me. And then I add that to the years that you've spent with Disney, you know, how much of that, that corporate culture bled over into you or how much did you, you know, sample from that? I'll tell you, Elijah, um, it's, what's interesting about Disney is this. You can be extremely shy. You could be a, a shy leader, but there's not many of those that come out of Disney. And the reason for that is, is that from the age of 16, they throw you out in front of thousands of people, right? And they tell you to direct them. You know, if we're going to talk about maybe, let's say, emergency management. Let's do an emergency management situation for you to see how people become really comfortable at Disney of being enthusiastic and being able to speak with others and lead in this kind of way, right? A 16-year-old that works a ride at Disney, if an emergency happens at that ride, their position within the system of that ride, they have to be in charge and tell people what to do, where to go. And they need to have enthusiasm. They have to be able to lead through their voices and their stances and how they're moving people. So from the ripe old age of, of 16, uh, if you had a chance to work for the Walt Disney Company, you learn those things automatically. See, and and I think that's what it is about it. And it's very customer service based, as everybody know, right? Hospitality based. Um, there's a good friend of mine, John Lightweaver. We talked. He came also. He was in the military, then he jumped into hotel hospitality. And we said, man, I wish, I wish everyone that came out of all these fields that I love, if they spent just one year one year at a hotel hospitality industry that that year will be so important to their careers i mean you wouldn't understand uh, or i mean you would but i mean i wish they would understand no i i get that that's again w one of the things that I've, I've taken from this so far is just having the ability to take these these concepts and translate them to people so that we can go like oh i get it yeah you know uh, earlier on you mentioned one of the things that we had these days it was it was when we were talking about the gripes, was that there was this disconnect. This disconnect from the people who are maybe requiring the service or authorizing the service and the people who are actually functioning the service. And you said it's because we weren't in the same room. And I just wanted to drill down on that and say if we were talking metaphorically or were we talking about because of something like the pandemic where everything is virtual now? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's all around. So it's operationally, metaphorically. We're not in the room at the same time. Um, but I think... Let, let me give you let me give you something about communication that that we don't do the, the commitment to really be a better communicator. A lot of times we just don't get each other when we're inside of a room because, you know, the old you're not listening to the folks that are inside the room. Um, another thing that happens in our industry is that a lot of times I'm not listening because I'm so used to a police officer. I have a radio, I have a computer in front of me. 
I have people on dealing in front of me. I got, you know, mom and dad screaming on the side and everything else that's going on, right? So sometimes we got so used to that that now you're in a meeting with a partner and they're trying to explain to you what their needs are. They're trying to explain to you what really hurts them. How can you help me uh, get my business moving faster? Because right now security is an impediment to what I'm trying to do. We just don't do those things. And I actually have a magic for that too, Elijah, uh, on partnerships. If, if you don't, okay. if you don't mind me breathing. Okay, here we go. So throw it out. All right. M, M for magic, right? On partnerships. It's a uh, manage our partners concerns. I used to say to people all the time, friendship walks. I literally friendship. I didn't get a job one time because I said, uh, we should start with friendship walks. When they asked me, how do you deal with partners? <laughs> I, I literally, I, I sort of got because the person that was interviewing me was a fed. I love them too. Mm. I love them too. And I, and I have many of them, but uh, she looked at me and she said, you, you're kidding me. Right. And I said, well, let me finish my thought. Right. And, and so I knew then that there was no way I was ever going to get the job, but uh, yeah. through friendship box. So I was adamant. I was adamant about two things. I was adamant about blocking one hour in the morning and one hour in the afternoon. And I would switch every week. The one hour in the morning for me was to just walk amongst my people. Not to talk about work, not, I didn't care about that. It was about building relationships and individualizing my relationships with each one of them. I walked their post, walked whatever with them, and it was great. The afternoon was my friendship walk with my partners. I'd walk around the backstage areas, I'd go everywhere, and I would go to their offices. Hey, what's up, Tom, Jerry, you know, Michelle, good, and everything good, right? Okay. I was adamant about blocking those two things out on my calendar, and I would switch them. Every week, I'd switch them. Day shift would be my partner walk. Um, afternoon shift was uh, my team walk. But because I was able to understand their concerns, I was walking with them in their business. So they would tell me what hurt them. So the A for magic is anticipate our partner's expectations. So by then I was able to anticipate whatever they needed because I was inculcated. I was in, I was in there with them and what they were trying to do. So we don't, we don't do that enough. A lot of people just lock themselves in the office and uh, I answer emails all day and that's it. We're gonna return to office here very soon. A lot of companies are already doing it. We better start thinking about how we're gonna do it this time around because it's a restart. We're pressing a restart button. That's how I feel in our industry. It's a restart button, let's do it right. G, give value to their business. Just like you tell somebody that, uh, hey, nice shoes, because you wanna be nice. Why don't you tell them how well they're doing in their business? You may not know anything about it, but you're a human being and they have hearts too, right? And so if you tell them, hey man, that was outstanding what you did there. Um, the way you guys were able to get all the wiring in, man, that was great. You, you made our job, by the way, in the security side a lot easier. Think about those things, right? It's, it's an easy concept, just telling somebody how nice their shirt is. So think about that. I inculcate trust and respect. We have to give them trust and respect first. We, we do the old trust and verify. That's what we do in our field, you know? But they run the operation. We're support staff. Yeah, we're a team, we're all together. But trust them first, and then that will come across in return. You'll see it happens. You just gotta give us some time. And see, commit only to what you can do and follow through. We commit to a lot of things that we cannot do up front, right? The great thing about what I learned at a Disney company was that I'm only gonna commit to what I can do. So it doesn't matter if it's a guest or a partner, if they come to me and say, Carlos, I need help doing this, this, and the other. My answer is never a no. Never a no up front. And we need to learn that in security. 
to never know up front. At that time, it's more like, hey, that sounds like an amazing idea. I agree with you. But let me see if I can get it done. Hey, can you give me a little time to get back to you? Right? And you only follow through with what you can. So that's the second part. But don't forget to get back to them either. So what happens is that we're trying to call on everybody trying to figure out how, how we can make this happen. I used to say within an hour, you hit them back. It's almost like a sales job. Within an hour, you hit them back. Hey, still working on that? I'm going to get back to you. I promise you. I got you. Right? Because now you're keeping them in touch and they're not creating in their own minds what your response is going to be because you're keeping them in touch. So that's the magic on that partnership piece. You know, hopefully hopefully that, that answered Elijah. Man, that was a great question. No, no, I, I, I loved it. And, and again, I think, uh, you know, what our listeners are going to get from this podcast, aside from your obvious enthusiasm, is, is the fact that we take these concepts that really are simple concepts, but because everyone is so involved in their own particular bubble, the things that they're doing about their day, they never stop back and look at it from a different perspective. And they're like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. And, and so is that what you spend at least a portion of your time doing now, conveying to someone how this makes sense, conveying to other companies or corporations or individuals? So it's, it's kind of like my side gig and I try my best and I do it free, by the way, this is free of charge. I, today is free of charge, but uh, yeah, I do it because I just want us to be better. I want us to be better. I deal, you know, I'm a great partner to a third party vendor. Third party vendor comes to me. I know the industry. I've been dealing with third party vendors, security vendors, by contract guard forces, whatever you want to call them, uh, for probably about 23 years now. I know the issues in that industry. I know it. I lived it. I've been in it. I've been dealing for a very long time with it. I'm a great partner to them because I understand them. Now, you could say that they work for me as, as the company, right, that's hiring them. I don't. I honestly believe it's a partnership, and I literally follow my security partnership magic that I have, even with them. Nobody's better. I'm not better than anybody because I need them. They need me. That's how the business works. So I I guess you could say that I'm a pretty decent guy to do business with because I live it and I believe it. And I, I think if you ever speak to any of the contract vendors I've ever worked with, I understand their needs. And I don't select the small stuff because I know their business. I know for a fact that a third party security vendor may have an officer that will sleep on a grave shift. I know that's it. You know, you know why I know? Because I worked a grave shift you know, in a three by three in the back of Disney's Animal Kingdom while they were trying to build Animal Kingdom with, with zoo animals and gators. And I had a shower curtain as my door with mud everywhere because it's central Florida, right? And I'm just trying to stay awake. And I'm slapping my, if you never slapped your face, threw water in your face, I mean, you haven't done it. So I've been there and I get it. And I just want to make our industry better. Yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah. Uh, so with the magic... The magic system here. Mm -hmm. If I was a, uh, a security manager on the corporate side and I had to hire, can I implement those pieces there in my hiring process? Yeah, absolutely. And that's the critical success magic. And the critical success magic really is for you, for your company, for your third party vendors. Very, they're very simple critical successes. So if I'm interviewing, I'm interviewing to the critical successes. Because if I could get me somebody that is going to be awesome with my partners, awesome with the, the folks that are below and above, right? Everybody. Then I could teach everything else in the security world. 
none of us stepped into this world understanding, you know, even 10, 15 years ago, everybody was like, oh, you just had some analog cameras. Congratulations, you know, and, and there's a wire that ran. If you haven't ran a wire at two o'clock in the morning because you're trying to do some covert stuff on the ceiling somewhere and, and connect it back to a VCR where you had to slow it down for a six hours record. I mean, you haven't done this, man. You haven't done this, right? So, but you got them, the critical, the critical success magic works for everything, man. Management brilliance, a passion for service brilliance, great partnering skills, immense accountability and consistency in communication, right? Consistency works with your kids. Communication works with your wife. It should work in the business as well. Think about it. And, um, and so if you run your company with the magic critical success in every point, so and this doesn't have to be your mission. But if you're sitting in a meeting and you're not covering these every single time, I think you're failing as a company, as a leader, you know, so just think about those critical success magic. Hey, brother, you've turned me into a believer. Oh, that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. You know, we're getting, I mean, I'm getting there. Hey, look, one opportunity at a time. And, and um, I, I do, I do thank y'all for, for giving me the opportunity to always speak and just share what I'm truly passionate about. This is uh, this is great. Uh, I love it. Love the motif. Um, I love your work with uh, the wider community. Obviously, we know the DSD crew uh, that uh, that you probably also know. And what a great tour de force! I think we've got lots of takeaways and at least a framework, which is the magic framework, which in itself is a takeaway. It is. So that's brilliant. Well, uh, from Elijah and myself, thank you, Mr. Magic Carlos Francisco, for being such a great panelist on the Circuit Magazine. We look forward to seeing you very soon. Carlos, thank you. You got it. Magic. What a session. What a big topic. And, you know, I'm sure to break down that acronym into all of its constituent forms, you're going to have to read Carlos's forthcoming book. Um, I certainly enjoyed it. That that passion, that enthusiasm. Um, well, what have we got coming up then? Let me have a think. We just had a great event looking at protecting digital assets, um, which, of course, was a rather technical event. But Going forward, we'll have our next Circuit Magazine event. That, that is TBC, but keep, keep an eye out. Um, everything's going really, really well uh, on our side with our apps and uh, with this podcast. I mean, I, I hope, actually, having said that, you enjoy, as listeners, you enjoy our apps and, and, and this podcast. Um, it, it, Elijah, what's next uh, on, on that front? So we've got the magazine that's out. Uh, people have been really gravitating towards it. We get a lot of enthusiasm from it. People find value in it, particularly because it's written by protectors, for protectors, and we cover a wide variety of topics. That same thing is uh, with the podcast, which brings elements of the magazine into life. And so there we can just take a certain specific area and then kind of build that out uh, and kind of drill down with some great people like Carlos here. Uh, and then after that, we've got the apps. We've got BBA Connect and we've got uh, the NABA Protector. And both of those apps are a way to really engage with our community. So the people that listen to these products, the people that read these things, the people that interact all over the world, we create these kind of resource hubs where they can go in, get more information and interact with each other. And so as this happens, people who are part of it, enjoy it. But I think our mission needs to be, and maybe we can get our listeners in on this as well, is to continue to spread that word. And so, um, you know, those, those likes are amazing. But even better is when you share it. So when you forward it to somebody, 
or you leave a review, or you offer some feedback, or you tell somebody that you know, hey, take a look at this. Because when we help spread that awareness, particularly when our core listeners and the people that, that are already engaged with our different products, whether that's the, the podcast, the magazine, or the apps, because those are the people that can give the best recommendation. We can say this stuff is great and we do think it's great, but when they do it, that's where that, that real validation comes in at. It really makes a difference. Uh, so, so yes, please share, you know, sharing is caring, sharing is social proof and it brings the community together. Um, well, well, I'm looking forward to it and I'm looking forward to uh, John's uh, newsletter each week as well, of course, shout out to John. Um, but, I think we can achieve great things with each edition of this podcast as well. So forward this podcast to a friend, to a colleague, and we can get great things done. And I'm looking forward to more magic. I'm looking forward to seeing Carlos Francisco, the magician, uh, again sometime soon. Uh, this is this has been an awesome session, a, a very powerful session. I think you 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 know agree. That, you can smell the enthusiasm uh, and uh, and it's going to have to rub off on all of us as motivation. So from Elijah and myself and the whole Circuit Magazine team behind the scenes, thank you for joining this week's Circuit Magazine podcast. Bye, all. You have been listening to the Circuit Magazine podcast. Be sure to subscribe and be sure to not miss an episode.